you, Angie. Brilliant. Thank you. Morning, everybody. Do melanco, fella. Um, morning, Metoxi. Nice Do to see you. Um, so today, we, as um, Steve has said, we're in the Book of Acts. Um, you, you'll know if you've been around for a few weeks that we've been working our way from the start um, of the book. And what we have up here kind of sums up the key message really of this whole book that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So last week, um, Gavin was in Acts chapter 6. And taught us so well that we each, each one, we are priests of God. Um, and my favorite quote of his that I wrote down last week was, As we take bold steps of faith, Heaven will open Amen. for us. And we are out of sync because he did Acts 6 last week. We're in Acts 5 today. But if you can just Hold that quote of his. It fits perfectly with what we're going to talk about today. As we take bold steps of faith, heaven will open for us. Great. So, like I say, we're in Acts chapter 5. Which comes after Acts chapter 4. And that's important because we're going to just dip into the end of chapter 4 in a moment. And it comes just before they choose the, the seven men to serve the widows. Men are full of the Spirit. Stephen did many amazing acts, so much so that he was arrested and eventually killed. And so we are at a place where the Holy Spirit has come upon the church. Peter has preached a powerful word in the power of the Holy Spirit. Three thousand came to um, believe on that day. And then um, Peter and John go into the temple and they see a man who's been sitting at the gate called Beautiful for years. And full of the Spirit, Peter says, 
Then they go into the temple and everyone's like, oh, what's going on? And even more are added that day. And then as they grow together as a community, persecution comes. Peter and John thrown in prison. And then they start to pray. They're praying, God, will you release Peter? And then Peter is released and they rejoice. And then they pray this amazing prayer. So we're going to start in, um, we're in Acts chapter 4. I'm just going to read two verses from here. And Tati Peter Bonnie, I don't need to borrow yours today because I brought mine. <laughs> Okay, so we are in um, Acts 4 and the, just two verses at the end as they pray. They say in verse 29 and 30. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. After they prayed, the place they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. So here we have, they've gathered and they've prayed. God, enable us to be bold with your word. And send signs and wonders. And then we see right at the end of that chapter... And then they went and they spoke the word of God boldly. God Me, answered their prayers. And then we are in Acts chapter 5. And I'm going to read verse 12 through to 16. The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. (laughs) 
No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem. Bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits. And all of them were healed. Amen. Wonderful. Yo, what a story. So I want to just very quickly paint the picture for you. So just outside the temple was this place called Solomon's Colonnade. And, and it was it was it was another word they use is porch, but I don't know if you've had porch even in Sasutu. And almost like a, a covering over a oh. over a door. So it was it was made of stone. Yeah, maybe actually if a South African translated it, maybe they would have translated it stoop. So they gathered in Solomon's stoop. And it was it was a big place. It had um, many many stone pillars holding up a stone ceiling. And it says that they gathered there. And it says that the people saw them and thought they were amazing. But were way too scared to go too near. Because something amazing was going on. But despite the fact that people thought they were amazing and didn't go near, many people were gathering with them and becoming Christians. Um, and I think one of the reasons they feared them was because, as we see earlier in the chapter, we skipped this bit because it's a bit scary, but two <laughs> people died because they lied to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> So I reckon there were there were whispers going round. You know, if you lie to him. <laughs> and yet. 
do joalho. People recognized that they were full of the Holy Spirit. And I want you just to imagine it just for a minute what it must have been like. Peter's got up in the morning and he brushed his teeth and he's off to the temple. And meanwhile, people are going, look, it's him, it's him. But some were going, it's him, it's him. But there's his shadow. Quick, get in his shadow. Quick, get in it must have been totally bizarre. It must have been so strange to be in that place where you kind of like a celebrity, but actually everyone's frightened of you as well. And so, I wonder if we can imagine it happening here. Imagine and Tati Steve drives into the car park. He's coming, he's coming. Wait, where's the sun? Where's the sun? Okay, this side, this side. Let's get in his shadow. Or how about in summer? Worshipping on the stage. Hey, that sounds. Hey, he's got his sweat on. Let's take it. Um, or how about man Swaki's dishcloth? She washed pots with this. Let's take it. Tally Rabson has the coolest hat. <laughs> you imagine everybody going. Let's just get his hat. Catlace dropped his orange. Special orange, quick. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? But you see, the Spirit of God was so on the people of God. That it's so... You, you joke, I joked about the towel. Later on in Acts, we'll see that Paul's handkerchief. Did they take his snot and wipe it on the person who needed him? <laughs> The world goes crazy. 
le fatsi le lala kopa kopana je vais me faire la bonne allée du lot et me dire du le fatsi if you got an empty chair just wait hai bona le stilo se empty plaf pamisalto se pedi ke tsena ka pele bana So the world goes crazy. Le fasi la sala ferikan hawo when God turns up. Hamudim afikla. I was I was thinking about it. Kilakana na katabain. All of this week. Begin a kau fail. One word just keeps coming back to me from everywhere we go. And that's the word hope. Every time I open the Bible, the word hope seems to be there. It seems to be in songs and in verses people send me. Why did the people go crazy? Because they had hope. Yeah. God's breaking out. Yeah. Maybe he can. Maybe he can. Listen, we as a church are called to bring hope to the hopeless. And we do that in so many ways. What I want to say to us today is if we want to step into all that God has for us. Then we need to pursue his signs and wonders. Yeah. Because when God comes, yeah. hope arises. Yeah. When God is there, people start to say, maybe God. So, we bring hope to the hopeless in many ways. But what I want to say to us together today is if we want hope to arise in our community, then just like these disciples, we need to pray, God, give us boldness to go. And God, will you stretch out your hands to heal and perform signs and wonders? The word miracles is not something that we as Christians talk about enough. We, in the world today, the word miracle is thrown around all over the place. How 
There's an amazing film called I Believe in Miracles. And it's about a little football club. That became the greatest football club in the world. Called Nottingham Forest. They're back again. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, was it a miracle? No. Man, it was amazing, but no, it wasn't a miracle. I heard someone say about our acts the other day. That it's a miracle that it cuts anything. Is it a miracle? No. Is it a miracle that I remember my glasses? That one's close. <laughs> but we use that word a lot. But what is a miracle? Is when God moves. Yeah. But. God is moving all the time. So, God right now says in the Bible, He's causing it to rain. He's causing the grass to grow. It's it says he's holding all things together yeah. through his powerful word. Is that a miracle? Not really. So what then is a miracle? A miracle is when God acts in a way above and beyond the way that he usually, normally acts. So let's be clear, God is in control. God is acting through each one of us in our community. God is pouring out his blessing upon you and upon me. And as we go into the community, we can pour his blessing out into others. And that is brilliant. I suppose you could say, if you like, that that is common miracle. When we read here that it says the apostles, um, the apostles did many signs and wonders. The word actually in the amplified version, it takes that word wonders and calls them startling wonders. Startling wonders. 
They were wonders that made people go, yeah. And I would say to you this today, that we see the common, gentle, good grace miracles of God. But let's pray that we get some chelic miracles. Amen. Amen. Okay, so why though? Because this is important. Because there are people who go to churches chasing the miracle. There's a guy over there who prophesies. There's a guy over there who um, who heals people. Let's go. We need to be careful. When Jesus spoke to the Jews, he said, this adulterous generation looks for signs. Well, you're not getting any signs except for the sign of Jonah. So, how does that work when these guys prayed for signs? Well, it's all to do with our hearts. Yeah. So, um, John Piper does this really nicely, and I'll try and sum it up as quickly as I can. He said, imagine that you are having an affair and you've walked away from your husband. And then your husband comes and says to you, I love you, I want you back. In order to protect your adulterous relationship. You say, you're not my husband, you don't love me, prove it. Prove that you're really who you say you are. And so we need to be careful. Because if we are asking Jesus for signs so that he can prove who he says he is. Then he will say, you get nothing. So why is it then that God answers this prayer? It's because of their hearts. Their heart wasn't, God, come and prove yourself. Their heart was, 
God, we long to see you glorified. God, we long to see our witness explode in this place. We long to see hearts and lives transformed by the power of the gospel. So come with your signs pointing to Jesus. And with your startling wonders that make us go, wow, God, you're amazing. It wasn't God prove that you love me. It was God we love you. God we see a broken world. God we need you. Amen. Amen. There are some people who will say to you today, Ah, miracles, not really. Or will say to you, Miracles, yeah, okay, that'd be nice. There are even some, particularly in the country that where I come from. Who will say to you that miracles are not for today? To that, I want to use a very, very rude word. I'll go with garbage. Has God changed? So some will say that now we've got the Bible, we don't need miracles. And you know what I'd say to that? Garbage. These guys in here literally spent years walking with Jesus. Literally when they preached, they preached as eyewitnesses of what Jesus had done. And they prayed, God, let us see your signs and wonders. So 2,000 years later, does God say, you've got the word? I'll leave to it. Clap trap. <laughs> Rubbish. Nonsense. Piffle. See, I would say if someone says that to you, have they actually read this? Because this is absolutely rock chocker block full of miracles. Floating axe, anyone? 
Si la personne s'insiste qu'il a fait là, Motumo. That's a miracle. Kimusholo. Fire coming down from heaven and exploding an altar. Every morning there's bread lying on the desert floor. And enough quail to feed a million people. Where do you get a million people's quail from? We see seas parted. We see massive walls of big cities collapsing because people blew trumpets. Donkeys talk. Armies in the middle of the night get up and kill each other. Statues of gods fall down and break. We see God bringing droughts in answer to prayer and God bringing rain in answer to prayer. And we see a man do some whale watching that I wouldn't want to do because he did it from the inside for three days. Have you read it? Our God is a God of miracles. All of those from the Old Testament when the Holy Spirit was given to one here and one here then we see Jesus and the Apostles and miracles break out everywhere not for today Absolutely. So, who? Who should be asking God for miracles? We have an apostle in our midst. It is true, especially in the book of Acts, you see the apostles doing amazing things. And Steve has many, many amazing stories from around the world. So it is true that some people have special gifts of miracles. But you know when Paul talks about the special gift of working miracles, he doesn't say in his long list 
1 Corinthians 12, by the way, if you want to go there, we haven't got time. He writes a long list of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that have been poured out no. on the church. And he doesn't say, God gives first apostles who work miracles. He says, God gives first the apostles. Then the prophets. And then somewhere in the list, the workers of miracles. Some of you. Can I encourage you to ask God to give you the gift of working miracles? Not because we want people to come and throw money at your feet or take your dirty dishcloth. Because... When we preach the word with signs following, God is glorified. Hearts are transformed. Um, Martin Lloyd Jones says this God can do in a moment. More than men can do in 50 years of organization. God can do more in a moment than men can do in 50 years of organization. We need God. So, how do we get there? Jesus tells us. Luke chapter 11. Ask and keep asking. And you will receive. Seek and keep seeking. You will find. Knock and keep knocking. And the door will be opened to you. So do we want it? Do we want it? Jesus said that just after a very quick story I'm going to tell you. It says, a man has visitors that come in the night. And he knocks on his neighbor's door and says, give me some bread for my visitors. And his neighbor says, Forget it. I'm in bed. I'm in bed with my kids. Leave me alone. And Jesus said, Please help me. I need some 
bread for my neighbor, for my friends. Jesus said, because of his cheekiness in effect. His neighbor will get up and will give him bread. Because he was persistent. Because he didn't give up. How take bold steps of faith. Heaven will open for us. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? There is so much more of God. We need to pursue Him all that he has for us. Hope restored is a work of miracle. There might be some slow miracles as hearts and broken lives Made new. And that's amazing and it's brilliant. There might be quick miracles where God, in His mercy, just puts someone yeah. completely back together in one moment. What we're praying for is the biggest, most amazing miracle. The miracle that's an eternal miracle. The one which, when it happens, changes eternity. That miracle, that highest, most amazing, eternal miracle. We've already seen 84 times this year. So how much more then, if God has given us Christ, will he freely give us all things if we ask taking a dead and broken spirit and turning it alive for Jesus Christ is the greatest miracle right. So let's keep praying for that. And let's remember that if that's an eternity miracle, then how simple is it for God to do a little quick miracle? 
nani ntaba ke ena gona ha e ba batho ba bolokela ke mohlolo mokaka wa bo safeleng go makatsana ha ka ka go modimo ka fetula dintho ka o fela ka o panya ha amen amen so let's pray Let's ask God for signs and wonders. Because God is mightily at work in our midst. Amen. Amen.